If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we are recording. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be listening today. Welcome to The Gays Are Revolting, a definitive weekly news source for contemporary gays. We put the G in LGBTQIA+, and we're here to help you be the best G you can be. I know you love me, baby. That's why you brought me here. Show your love by following us on Instagram or Twitter or join our Facebook group at The Gaze of Revolting. Support our show and listen to bonus aftershows by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash gazerevoltingpod. Hi, everyone. Hey, Kyle. Hello. Are we missing someone? Oh, I think nah. so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to guess that some sort of raucous sex injury Some ro- yeah. oh he's broken Just his other arm run. hasn't he <laughs> sorry by the way listeners tom is not here if you haven't noticed no. <laughs> which means tom is not here this episode but i'm sure you could watch an episode of the crown this week and, and get feel connected to him in a in deep, <laughs> deep way <laughs> are you guys excited about next week what's yes. next week next week we have our melbourne live show coming up Ooh. which is very exciting uh yeah. we will be at the melbourne spiegel tent in collingwood so that is on the seventh. Of February, some mm-hmm. real clown town, yeah, clown town, especially with us. <laughs> we still have tickets available. Oh, yeah, no, they're actually going, they're going pretty quick, yeah. which yeah. is good. So, get in there, <laughs> thanks, if you get guys. Mm. <laughs> and then, before the month is done, we have another show in Sydney. Um, and that's on Friday, the 28th of February. As so I come to that as well. As part, part, of, as part of a little thing, I like to call Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little thing. Kyle yeah. coined the term Mardi Gras. Yeah, I did. I didn't like, I won't charge. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. So yeah. come see us there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. for our patrons, we're discussing... One of our favorite things, a queer band, years and years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! I know. Oh my gosh! When I found out we'd be talking about that, I was like, I love years and years. I was like, I can talk about them all day. <laughs> no, we've all been hooked on the TV show it's Years so and Years, good. and going to have a bit of a political Chitty chat. chat. Yeah, yeah. So um, stick around for that. Stick around or sign up if you want to hear mm-hmm. that. Plus, about what ten other after shows <laughs> yeah. untucks that we've yeah. 25, uh, my producer oh, saying 25, <laughs> double that. Uh, we also have a really cool guest uh, joining us t- today, tonight, <laughs> um, Sarah White from Quit. So she's yes. going to come speak to us about smoking and why you guys should quit not do smoking. that. Quit smoking. Yeah, you guys yes. should quit. Some sparks <laughs> will fly between us. And I'm the golden us. child because I do not. I'm sure. <laughs> How's, how's everyone's week been? I haven't seen yeah. you guys Oh, we've just we just had a long good. weekend yeah. for Invasion Day. Invasion Day. And yeah. <laughs> 
Mm. Did you guys see the protest in the city? Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh my god, it was huge! Like so, so many people, and it's very, very emotional. Mm. Did like, you inadvertently become part of the protest? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you kind of do when you're there. And you're just That's like, good. Okay. We like that. <laughs> yeah, everyone left me for this long weekend. Um, my brother Ty flew to Sydney to go party up there, and then Duncan went to his parents' house in the country. So I'm like, you know yeah. what? Fuck you guys. I can be fun on my own. <laughs> so I finished like three seasons of different TV shows. So you had no no fun. fun. <laughs> 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 but I finished Fleabag. It's very good. Yeah. Fleabag very, is very amazing. good watching people That's get on it. I think I've um, actually then... overdosed on drag. Yeah. Sunday <laughs> drag. Sunday the eighty six did a drag addict. That <laughs> <laughs> Oh that I'm sorry. Terrible. <laughs> you laugh. You can't they did speak. their annual dragathon, which mm, some yeah. it was something ridiculous, like thirty six hours yeah. of drag. They keep extending oh it every year. Yeah, so yeah. I was there for I think nine wait where was that at the 86 whoa nine of those hours i was there yeah until we hit like 130 and they stay open yeah Yeah, they stayed open until the next day and then i realized i'd been in the same bar for nine (laughs) yeah to like like, uncrust your like arms and legs out of the chair (laughs) i have like tennis ankle or whatever yassing and clicking at queens for nine hours straight your wrist i have like rsi or something from it oh my god i didn't know stuff like that existed Yeah. yeah it was all sunday there was some great performances but i think just the feeling of being in the same place mm-hmm. and drinking consistently for nine hours. Oh, yeah. That's a lot. I also did my first ever spin class. <gasps> really? Set- oh. Yeah. That but- just reminded me. I started F45 last week. Oh, sorry, I just right. must have blacked it out from trauma. But yeah. um, <laughs> yes, I'm still sore. I have to fall into all my chairs. It's Come the to easiest spin. way. Yeah. No, I'm good. There's like a little bit of like a bicycle exercise in the one class I did and I was not for it. <laughs> well, they're doing like a pride Oh, or something this Saturday. I, I don't like, know. I like that it rhymes. <laughs> I like that it rhymes. I don't know, but <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give it another go. Pride ride, I'm a masochist. Yeah. So is the pride ride on an actual bike or still just stationary? I think it's still just okay. stationary. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they'll play more Dua Lipa yeah. or something. Ah, Make it yeah. a bit gay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Josh and I caught up with a couple of our good girlfriends that we met along our travels in Vietnam, which was Ooh. really, really lovely. We Did you go to Vietnam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that where you've no. been? <laughs> um, and usually, like, we just get absolutely plastered, which was fantastic. Yeah. But the conversation always sort of goes towards sex and our different sexcapades, which yeah. got me thinking about all the different sexual encounters that a lot of travelers mm-hmm. have. And, like, the amount of sex that everybody is having as well. Oh, my God. But I didn't realize that there was an actual thing where people go to specific destinations just for sex. It's a motivating factor. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's the only reason gay people travel is just to refresh their grinder page and have, like, a whole lot of new faces. (laughs) That's the only reason I go out of (laughs) Northside suburbs. It's why people... Yeah, absolutely. get refreshed again. (laughs) Um... So they call it sex tourism. Yeah, they call yeah. it sex tourism. And that means like travel plans specifically for the purpose, for the purpose of, sex. of sex. Yeah, yeah Which exactly right. Not to like be confused with like that's illegal walking... sex trafficking, all that kind of yeah. stuff. That's walking out the front door for me. Well, I'd leave it. the house with yeah. the explicit <laughs> intent of having sex. Yeah, and like every day can be sex tourism for you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's interesting that you bring that up, Kyle, because mm. like there is a very clear definition. Between... Sex tourism is actually quite a mm. affluent, privileged kind of... Of thing. Yeah, I grew up in the Philippines, mm-hmm. and and I learned about sex work and I learned about sex trafficking really early on in my life, yeah. where white kids don't, because mm. well, it's like so so much yeah. a part of the culture there. It's yeah. prevalent. So yeah. out yeah. the front, when I was maybe like eight or nine, mm. out the front of our house, there were some uh, trans sex workers okay, yeah. who would stand on the corner, and the kids' job was actually to throw stones and get them away because they brought the risky element into the neighborhood. And so I didn't understand any of it. I was a child and Mm. the other kids had to explain to me, oh no, this person does sex work. So they have sex with men for for money Mm -hmm. and they're also non-binary or trans and they had to explain that Mm. and then they had to explain the dark underbelly of that being that it can bring crime and that... There's also this fetishization. It was a lot mm. for like a very young person yeah. to, to absorb. Like take in, yeah. And the impact has been that as I grew older and, and men became sexually interested mm-hmm, in me, yeah. 
it was very hard to disconnect yeah. the concepts that I learnt as a child mm-hmm. that affluent white men will travel specifically to a country for like the, the Philippines, these, yeah. which is one of the highest in terms mm-hmm. of sex, yeah. sex trafficking and sex tourism, to have sex with you because mm-hmm. they see you as an exotic, mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote, yeah, or uh, some other mm. kind of thing. Exactly and, right. and, and it's taken, I think, about 30 years, yeah. I'm 33 now, yeah. to unpack those connections mm-hmm. Um, because of the sex trade yeah, yeah, um, yeah. that's going on there. So. When people yeah. say sex tourism, I kind of don't think of people going and like hiring prostitutes and stuff. I yeah. think for me, I always thought sex tourism was kind of like people traveling and going to resorts where other people travel and then they kind of all have sex. Or like going on, like, you know, you see a lot of those kind of gay cruises now. Yeah. You see all those kind of like muscle white guys on like mm. these big ships and they all just party and rave and probably like fuck in their like rooms and stuff yeah, yeah like nice. sounds like my type of scene <laughs> sounds great. 50 muscle it. white guys your favorite <laughs> your favorite but no luke had it right before like traditionally mm. it has been older white patriarchal patriarchal yeah. men who have money behind them it's always that the old white indulge in that sort of thing <laughs> yeah. but more and more recently it is a lot more queer people doing mm-hmm. it and a lot more sort of women doing it as well yeah and like by curious people your friends that you caught up with did they have any kind of sexcapades like that oh while yeah they, they absolutely yeah. like because they were both they, they still are both single so when we met up with them like one of the girls was just like i've had so much sex in the really last couple of months. <laughs> that's great like, Pretty much every single night, mm-hmm. like you just meet another random person and hook up with them, and she's like, "At home, this is not what I'm yeah. like at all." I think for a lot of people, it's like so freeing to just kind of be able to travel and just go be themselves and explore yeah. these sides of themselves. But yeah, I guess like I remember when you were telling mm. us about your holiday when you first came back, and you're saying how you and Josh would like go play together, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess it would be a whole different thing because you you are disconnected from your familiar surroundings, so you don't know anyone, so you. Yeah. yeah, you would feel safe Hedonistic. in that kind of environment. Yeah, so you can yes. just do what you like. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. Like, honestly, it's because I was really scared about being mm. out to other travelers because yeah. I just didn't know. You don't know what, what country like. they're from and, well, like, yeah. if it's okay in their country and to like, be gay. what their reaction was going to be. But the more and more that we traveled, the more I realized that people who travel don't give a shit. Mm. They're on their own journey. Their they own don't journey. give a fuck they're about what you're doing. Thing. Yeah, like, they're out there to experience life and like experiment themselves mm. like, i do think it's important if you're going to partake yeah well have mm, a, a mm. sex romp trip to be respectful that you know we've talked a lot about you go overseas so you don't have the responsibilities of your real life and the people yeah. that you know and the community that you're a part of that's like a super privileged thing to be able mm, to go into someone yeah. else's country yeah and just fuck around and be yeah, like yeah. well i'm gonna have a fun time so yeah. i i do think as liberating as it is and as important it is, Hmm. especially for queer people of color and the bees, the bees bees. in our LGBT have found it easier to explore their sexuality abroad, but to still have that respect that you are going into someone else's culture and Mm -hmm. they're not just a tool for you to explore your sexuality. Especially if you're going to somewhere that is of a lowest socioeconomic mm. standing than your home country yeah, so like don't yeah. take advantage of like these kinds be of aware yeah. that there's a power imbalance that if you're coming from australia to bali for example yeah. that you automatically have a power imbalance over mm. someone that you may be engaging in sexual activities with yeah um and you don't want to make anyone feel fetishized or no. othered. What are some of the other places? Like, because I think of Bali and Thailand and all mm. those kinds of places in Asia. But Czech like, hunter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the I, I guess hunter. like Amsterdam would be like the other big one, right? That's like a big kind of mm. sex yeah, tourism yeah. thing. Like, or... It's actually since the late 90s, mm. Prague has attracted a lot of sex tourism. And yeah. uh, I grew up watching those oh, porn yeah. videos <laughs> where sure they did. offer 50 Euro or whatever. Oh. <laughs> and then people like the ante each Yeah. yeah. I just tried else. to talk about respect when and I don't even know yeah. the <laughs> denomination of oh the currency. <laughs> uh but that video kind of also fetishized mm-hmm. a, a culture and a, a specific type of person that yeah. I, I can't imagine that that didn't have an impact in terms yeah. of people's motivating factors. There was some study we saw where it's so funny 
trying to pick apart yeah the motivating factors of gay mm. men mm. because it's always sex sex sex, yeah. sex sex but the main motivating factors for travel mm. for young gay men at least in this study which i think was like uk based yeah the predominant one was sex and social yeah, yeah. so to go and fuck and, and meet social. other gay yeah. people yeah. is like the main predominant reason that gay yeah, men yeah. travel second was like that's culture and yeah, yeah, yeah. That. That. That was like, i don't want to go to a museum i want to fuck in a museum line. that was like far <laughs> seconds um that i yeah i i would find it hard to not think that the kind of social mm. uh impact of those bait bussy kind of oh, check hunter videos <laughs> paints a picture of a very hedonistic europe yeah. that people want to be mm. a part of yeah mm -hmm. the funniest one i saw recently was a twitter thread and i know this is so stupid to bring up yeah, but yeah. someone had posted that they'd chatted to someone on grinder and they both decided to pay for flights to like helsinki oh my god neither of them had met before <gasps> and they flew to helsinki they catfish each other <laughs> to have sex and this oh, wow. guy like did it and everyone was coming and being like you're gonna die girl oh you're in, no yeah, yeah. you're in trouble girl <laughs> you're in danger girl. and then he tweeted this such obnoxious thing being like hotel five out of five sex three out of five oh, but i'm sure no. he enjoyed it more than i did wow and just wrote this scathing like review like of Yelp this review. person <laughs> yeah oh, and then had to delete the whole thing because because we all read him for filth, yeah. but um, ah, Twitter. No, me myself, I've not uh, yeah. indulged. I mainly mm. travel when I'm in a relationship. Mm -hmm. Ah, yes. Um, and just when you're spending your pink dollars, know where they're fucking going. Yeah, that's the other thing. Do your research, like, gays. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're gonna chuck it at a bar or a cowboy or something like that, mm -hmm. that's totally fine. But make sure you're not funding something that you don't believe in. Yeah, yeah. Or something that is really horrific. Because if you read about the child sex trade in the Ugh. Philippines, it'll make your Horrendous. stomach fucking mm. turn. I definitely experienced it myself, but also like through chatting with other people that we're traveling with, like yeah. there's definitely a higher risk involved mm. while you are sort of, yeah, of going on your sexcapades, whether it be sex sexcapades. <laughs> I said it before, you didn't laugh then, Luke. Screw you. <laughs> Available like, on iTunes. <laughs> whether it be like just being with a stranger or like, Obviously, sexual health practices as well. Like, mm, yeah, a lot of the girls that I were traveling with, like, they were not using contraception whatsoever, <gasps> and it was just like, come on, guys, like, they were throwing caution to the wind because yeah, they, they were in it was Asia. Like, yeah, and I feel like a lot of people when they are out there and they're feeling sexually free, yeah, that you but not too free, like, not kind <laughs> of like <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, I definitely feel like you are more willing to take a risk yeah absolutely. sex is like, fun sex is fun we are yeah. a very sex <laughs> 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 we're a very sex positive yeah. show yeah but be careful like be there's careful. there's a case yeah just like a week ago in malaysia that mm. some australian tourists yeah. were arrested and fined yeah Three hundred and fifty dollars. No, it was um a Vietnamese couple. Sorry, oh, it was a Vietnamese yeah, yeah, yeah. couple. Yeah. Were fine. Was fine. Three hundred and fifty. Because they were entrapped. Um, they were catfished. Yeah. So it was yeah. They went to this hotel and the police set up a sting operation. Damn. They invited them to the hotel room. God, don't and they have better things to do? Spot. That's such yeah. a like a. Ugh. But like they got off light because I oh, looked yeah. up the laws in Malaysia yeah. and it's like mm. whipping and minimum twenty years jail. Yeah, because that was one of our like, earlier stories in like, yeah. an old episode yeah. of the podcast with yeah, those. Yeah, so yeah. like consensual whipping and caning. <laughs> a okay, <laughs> a okay. Yeah. But um, always check the tab. Yeah. Do yeah. research on the country research. where you're going. Yeah. But like, it's not all doom and gloom. I no. mean, a lot of people have really good experiences there. Some like really it. good resorts and stuff out there. So I do look experience. at all the reviews. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, get up Yelp. <laughs> Just do your research. Make sure you're being safe. Get on one of those homosexual boats. That's it. Yeah. Full of. I, I just imagine those things fucking reek of amyl. Oh god. You know, and you're out in the <laughs> ocean, and you're like, oh, oh no. my god, and everything's white. <laughs> I've yeah. seen those videos. I'm like, this yeah. is hell to me. Yeah. And then they're it's playing stressful. like the trance, and everyone's fucking each other. Whoa. It's like a yeah. weird fever nightmare. nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. it. No, you guys go have fun though. <laughs> <laughs> and use our code. You get ten percent off your next sex cruise. <laughs> 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Uh, so today we're super excited to be joined by Sarah White, the director of Quit. Uh, thank you so much for coming in, Sarah. It's a real pleasure to be here. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, very exciting. I have to fully disclose that I had a cigarette before. Literally, we we we've been waiting here for you <laughs> to finish room, up. So let's just Terrible. be up front. Yeah, the other fellas threw you under the bus. Uh, hard. <laughs> I knew they would. They always do. Yeah. But um, we're, we're transparent on this show. So yes. I'm a full-time smoker. But I am um, super excited to have Sarah uh, on yeah. because yeah. some of the statistics and things we're going to chat about are very, very intriguing to me. Smoking rates in the LGBTQIA plus community are double the national average. Has there been any research or do we know why uh, members of our community are sort of reaching for cigarettes? Is it linked to our identities or maybe some of the uh, more difficult stages that members of our community go through yeah that's a it's a fabulous question and i really wish i could give you the the answer i think <laughs> the the thing is there's a whole host of reasons and yes. they will differ depending on the group even within the community that we're talking about so say women for example bisexual women have higher rates than homosexual women have higher rates again than heterosexual women so mm. it's going to depend mm. i think really on the individual okay. and those reasons change as our social norms change both in the community and outside the com community so some of the research we've done has certainly suggested that social inclusion is one of the reasons a lot of people have put forward the idea about dealing with stress and minority stress in particular. Yes. But probably the reasons mm. are, are as many and varied as members of the community. Mm. It's, yeah. it, it must be so frustrating when scientists get like, <laughs> try to figure out why gay people do this. <laughs> and they're like, oh, not again. Another thing. No one knows why gay people do what they do. Do anything, yeah. really. And, and, look, and maybe the case is too, more research is not needed. I mean, mm. we know smoking is bad for you, no matter what your gender identity <laughs> is. <laughs> it doesn't discriminate. So it doesn't discriminate, yeah. yeah leading cause of preventable death and disease. So maybe we don't particularly need to understand why people start in as much that we need to help people understand how they can stop mm -hmm. and support yeah. them to do that. Yeah. I can't argue that point. No. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> not all of this is going to be directed at you, Carl. <laughs> so I didn't know this, but the tobacco industry in the US target queer people specifically. Um, do you think that sort of thing happens here in Australia as well? So certainly in the past it has. Okay. And, mm. uh, but we've had really strong controls on mm. promotion and advertising in Australia probably for 30 years. So okay. to some extent that's reduced. But in the States, it's, it's horrific. Like there was this yeah. project called Project Scum. Oh, Jesus. What? Uh, From a tobacco company called RJ Reynolds. And they not were specifically. The feminist manifesto yeah. scum. No, they were, they were specifically targeting um, mm. gays and homeless people in oh San God. Francisco. And they called it Project Scum. And it was. That's so, terrible. Oh, absolutely. So a lot of internal industry documents have been released as part of um, law settlement agreements in mm. the States. So we actually know a lot about the marketing that went on. 
and it was pretty targeted, absolutely. And today, you know, if you look at um, films, particularly Mm. LGBTIQA plus films, there's a lot of smoking still Mm. in them and a lot of people suspecting that that's how they're sort of trying to do that subculture marketing still. Okay. I started smoking when I was like 13. Seriously? Yes. I was probably about 13, 14 when I first started. Yep. And it was because I was watching... I used to watch VHS tapes of mm. old David Lynch films. <laughs> the cool. old like film <laughs> yeah. noirs. And I was like, this is cool. I'd like yeah. the femme fatale. Yeah. Like, yep. uh, I think gay men really resonate with strong female characters. Yeah. yeah. And often strong. I think the only thing that's ever drawn me to smoking is like those kind of long fancy holders. Like that's in Sabrina, that's, that's she holds a really fancy kind of like cigarette holder, but otherwise, you know. But this kind of thing suggests that that could target yeah. specifically been like gays like Kyle, like the fancy little things. I like so trinkets. Let's get yeah. some characters yeah. more like yeah. that yeah. into mm. shows. Like that's. Yeah. So, so young queer people do take up smoking um, a little bit earlier than their heterosexual counterparts. Yeah, okay. And part of that is possibly around social inclusion for some of it, but yeah. also some of it because it is in the in the films and in, as you say, the, the yeah. film noir. I mean, I wish we could get rid of... <laughs> There's also the, the, high, the high smoking rates can also be linked to queer bar culture as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and it's like that whole social inclusion thing you were saying. Right. I think I definitely feel the pressure around these guys. I feel like the the <laughs> outsider. I'm the I'm the only one who doesn't smoke. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll watch the bags, and you guys go smoke outside. Yeah. Yeah. When, when, yeah. We, when Quit first started doing some of this work with Thorn Harbor Health, uh, we we thought well, we we don't really know. So we did some mm-hmm. um, pretty serious mm-hmm. focus groups with a whole group of people, and. Um, one of the things that the gay guys told us, particularly the young gay guys, yeah. was actually it was a really good way, and social inclusion is probably not enough of a term, it's mm. if I fancy someone, I'll go and ask mm. them if they've got a lighter. Yeah. Or if, if I've got it's just like pocket, an opener? It's an opener. Yeah. Or if um, people are going outside, I know mm. that I can go outside and chat to people. So a lot of that social awkwardness you could get yeah. past, but a lot of people talked about it as a pickup tool. Yeah, that's yeah. so true, actually. <laughs> I have a really close friend that I work with, and she... Uh, like only smoke socially but she buys cigarettes like make friends and like offer people to like chat to them mm. yeah mm. so it's, it's definitely a thing also like when you go out to bars they're so densely packed with people mm. that going outside and having a cigarette is kind of it's like this nice at least for me i'm like yeah. i'm gonna yeah. have a break yeah. i'm gonna go outside and then i'll be with the like-minded mm-hmm. smokers yeah. Yeah. yeah and i do feel that social inclusion of being like everyone's inside yeah. bumping up against one another yeah, yeah. and it's 40 degrees in there yeah. yep I'm going to go outside, have a mm. breather. Yeah, it would be nice at work because smokers always get so many breaks at work right. to go and, outside. And, and those, that comment could have come straight out of the focus groups of the of the people we were talking to. Oh. I thought <laughs> I, I recognised exactly you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Couldn't comment if I was behind the glass. Absolutely not. <laughs> I just, yeah, I, I, I think the bar culture is so tied into our sense of community as well yeah and it's it's problematic in more ways than just the smoking but the drinking as well and trying to untangle both of those things from our sense Mm -hmm. of being a part unfortunately tom's not here tonight Mm -hmm. but i think tom strongly believes like being a part of that culture is a fundamental aspect of being present Mm -hmm. in the the lgbt community like it's hard to untangle those things from one another so i could definitely understand that being a, a mm. struggle for yeah, a lot really of interesting thing that came through again from the focus groups was and i think we even had this as the title of the report we don't make a minority out of a minority mm. so a lot of people expressed a concern that if we were looking at this we had to be really careful not to then try and make smokers a minority amongst the community mm. yeah. it was a really um right. it wasn't something we would ever set out to do or yeah. but it made us sort of stop and think oh we have to be really careful mm. about Sensible. how we have these conversations because they're just not going to resonate with the community if we start sort of doing something that's going to stigmatize further the people who are smoking yeah because yeah. it's true. still the majority are non-smokers the mm. rates are still really mm. high but the majority are non-smokers so that was a really interesting message from those groups that we had never considered before yeah. absolutely some of the things we've done to respond to that sort of feedback is actually really start that conversation with the community. So that's Mm -hmm. why we've been doing project with Melbourne Queer Film Festival. We've been asking Mm. young filmmakers to tell us uh, what's the best way to get these messages through, you know, really relying on the fact that they're going to tell these messages without stigmatising people and Mm -hmm. going to use the, um, come up with messages that will resonate with the people we're trying to speak with. So it's Mm. all been about starting a conversation 
and we haven't you know evaluated how many people have tried to quit and who's called the quit line all this stuff it's really been about starting a conversation mm. and, and giving us a bit of a direction about where we go next because we want to be led by the community yeah, yeah. and so this is the second year that you've partnered with the melbourne queer yeah, film right. festival mm. um and i think that's really amazing is sort of handing the microphone over to the members of the community and yeah. say yeah true this is the message we're trying to get across and and we think it has some value you say it in 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 your voice um could you let us know a little bit about the films that are screening this year or that i'm guessing there's no film noirs in the lineup this year (laughs) (laughs) um so we had a theme about uh how do you um how do you help people stop using cigarettes to cope and connect because that was a a key thing that came Mm -hmm. through the focus group testing so we we basically handed it the idea out to local fil- young filmmakers and said, "Give us a, a concept." And the concept came in, and there was they were um, assessed by people from Melbourne Queer Film Festival, Thorn Harbour Health, mm. a couple of quit media people, but generally people who know what they're talking about. And then the uh, there were four selected and given four thousand dollars to go away and make their concept into a oh, short wow. film. And the public voting is open right now until next week oh. from memory. Um, I should know this off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, to go and choose which movie you think, which short film resonates mm. the most and which gets the concept of not using cigarettes to cope and connect. And they're four incredibly different films. And mm. they're very yeah. different from the first year we did it yeah. where we had another four films. And last year we couldn't split the winning two. So we ended okay. up um, giving two films the the past that's Um, the gag (laughs) so i don't want to do that this year because my budget's just (laughs) 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 Uh, but you know i've seen the concepts they're available on the um the quit flicks uh, website Mm -hmm. or quit.org.au forward slash quit flicks (laughs) f-l-i-c-k-s and they're really fantastic and i just think whether you're interested in Mm -hmm. smoking or quitting not looking at you for a reason Shade. Oh, Where's the rattlesnake sound? <laughs> Burn. Uh, you should go and have a look at them. They're yeah. really, really fantastic. And there's um, four young people who are really mm. great mm-hmm. storytellers. Mm. Yeah, so we're not great. looking at that kind of after school special <laughs> vibe yeah. Oh, of yeah. like. No. Yeah. <laughs> Queer no. Film Festival is like one of my favorite times of year because you just can expose yourself to so much. Mm different yeah. media and art for and people are seeing films every single night yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. three to four so i might not intentionally yeah. know that i'm seeing one of them well, you <laughs> will, the, the winner will be filmed in front of every will be shown in front of every one of the uh film festivals oh movies. really and it was last oh. year too but we're, we're thinking about maybe we might show them all but i don't know if yeah. i'm supposed to say that yet but anyway <laughs> you <laughs> so, got the scoop so here is, guys so that is the evil part oh, we're, wow. actually gonna, yeah. we're actually going to force feed you <laughs> 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 i mean it's not evil it's for good it's for good yeah it's the opposite of scum yeah that's, that's right, right. Project <laughs> hope yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Nice. but smokers are excellent at ignoring very targeted messaging um, <laughs> <laughs> no one else look at what? me for the rest of this interview <laughs> um, a lot of smokers they are especially desensitized by anti-smoking messages for health reasons how do you sort of cut through that sort of thing yeah, look, it's tricky. And I think that uh, people will say, oh, look, I ignore them, I ignore them, I ignore them. But mm-hmm. when we do surveys that are asking questions that, that kind of get to whether they really do ignore them or not, yeah. it tends to tell us that they're not ignoring them. So mm. people stub out cigarettes earlier, for example, or they yeah. reconsider having one. But I do think it is a challenge for us to keep getting that message across. And unfortunately, um, with the price of cigarettes, um, that gives us a really Mm. good entry point because there are a lot of people who may not be so worried about their health. They might be, you know, kind of fatalistic about what's going to happen. They might Mm. just downplay. They might reject that it's going to happen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But the, the price is is um, mm, inarguable. Really, yeah. it's crazy. It's crazy. So, so we, some of the stuff we're talking about in our ad campaigns now are really around um, social belonging. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's things that smokers tell us. I worry about somebody hugging me because I smell, or mm. yeah. and, and also the cost. And we yeah. know that mm. they're big things. Absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. Oh yeah, for <laughs> I've, sure. I've always thought, as as a self-confessed ignorer of targeted messaging, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I do think it resonates on some level. These image mm. shocking, like health images. Oh my god, yeah. Um, mm. For 
international listeners are cigarette packets have images of like a diseased lung. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but you get desensitized because you're Absolutely. seeing it every day. Exactly right. But I've always thought the actual impact of handing over $50 oh, yeah, every couple of days, yeah. that's a really hard thing to say. Yeah. Oh, no, that doesn't matter to me kind of thing mm. when... Really? And the other thing, of course, is you guys are all young and gorgeous. Oh, um, you. oh. <laughs> <laughs> but as people get older, and even the, the focus groups with our older gay men and, and older um, queer women mm -hmm. showed us, they were starting to really think about the health effects because they okay. were starting to experience some of right. them. So yeah. they were starting to think about, well, I'm a little puffed when I go up the stairs mm -hmm. or I feel a little bit wheezy. And so when you're young, you sort of think, I'm never going to die. And I'm, you know, I'm puffed when I go up the stairs wrong, now and I don't smoke. <laughs> <laughs> So, so I think those health effects actually play into people's minds when they get yeah. a little bit older that maybe you guys yeah. haven't realised yet because, <laughs> yeah. as I said, you're young and gorgeous. Mm. <laughs> those of us you can say it again. Come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. One thing that I'm really, really interested in because a lot of people that I know have taken up vaping. Um, oh, it's huge. Which yeah. is massive. And, like, obviously in Australia, it is still legal to have nicotine liquids, but a lot of my friends that do it, actually get it imported from overseas so they're still having their nicotine intake but what i was wondering is is there in the works at the moment to like get out definitive sort of research about what the health effects are going to be from vaping yeah sure so the the, the volume of research that's coming from across the world at the moment mm. is i've never seen anything like it it is staggering yeah. there are literally hundreds of research articles being published mm. every week on the effects of vaping, mm, whether it's yeah. on uptake, advertising, health effects, you know, you name it. So it's a really contentious issue because on the one hand, it sounds like such a great idea. Yeah. You know, it's it's harm minimization, that's the thing. The challenge is we just don't know what the effects are going to be. No. We, we really don't. And intuitively, inhaling damp chemicals into your lungs. It doesn't sound great. No. It doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound <laughs> yeah. great on a long-term thing. So most of the health bodies in Australia um, are saying we need to adopt a precautionary principle yeah. when we know that so many people do stop smoking and there's evidence-based treatments out there that are safe, mm. they're effective. We really need to stick with those and encourage people mm. to become not addicted to nicotine. You know, yeah. those same commercial interests that want you to keep your hand in your pocket to give out the $50 for your packet of cigarettes mm. want you to be also buying you know, nicotine liquids, nicotine mm, devices. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's really, I know it sounds kind of um, simplistic to say we'd love everyone to be addiction-free yeah. from something like this. Uh, and, you know, my, I'm still out in, some, in many ways in terms of a jury. I, I totally see how um, they could be used short-term mm -hmm. as, a, as a cessation aid. Long-term use, I, I have really grave concerns yeah. about yeah. what they would do. We don't know, yeah. When I, yeah. When I very first quit smoking... I was probably, I had started smoking when I was like 14, 15. Mm. And then I was probably about 17 or 18 and I tried to quit and I went to the doctor and they actually prescribed me a vape when they very wow. first came oh, out. Really? As a oh, really? Oh my God. That's and I was unusual. like, Ugh. did they call okay. it a vape? <laughs> Well, Where no, was this doctor? Was it like an, an alleyway? They called it like an yeah. e-cigarette. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, So yeah, there was no yeah. nicotine in it or anything, but it was just so that I had the sensation of, of doing of, it. Yeah, oh, hand-to-mouth activity. Yeah, yeah the hand-to-mouth activity stuff. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. And like, it did work. Like, yeah. it was fine. But then there were like early studies saying that they weren't very good for you. Oh. And I was like, okay, putting that away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and it's, a, it's a vexed thing. You know, there's no doubt that cigarettes are more dangerous, yeah. but... You know, there's nothing that's a consumer product that's less dangerous. So yeah. sometimes I say, well, you know, okay, we don't want people jumping off the 20th floor of a building, but is mm. it safe to jump off the 10th? Yeah, is it safe to it's jump off yeah. The fifth? so true. Mm. If we've got a way to actually help people go down the elevator and walk out ground, mm. I'd, I'd really be happy to promote that Absolutely. over the other yeah. options. Can can I ask, are, are vapes different from the jewel thing? Because no. I've heard jewel about jewel. It's yeah. a type of electronic cigarette. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and like, I've heard stuff that that's a. That's actually worse, like one of the worst options is it just you like can a take. Is it, is it, yeah, Juul yeah. is a brand and it's yeah. it's really had a massive increase mm -hmm. in, in kids in the US. So yeah, just about a recently. Third of US yeah. teenagers. So they come, it, they're tiny little devices and yeah. they're very easily hidden. Mm. They're in fact, like pen size. They're, they're kind of like yeah. long USB yeah, sticks. Yeah. Mm. And in fact, you can even buy yeah. a hoodie that the drawstring is, string is oh a jewel device. Oh my God, no. Yeah, seriously. So they're, they're taking doors off bathrooms in the US and Canada and high schools. And 
flavors. It's just awful. But they have a different form of nicotine. Okay. And it's allegedly um, more addictive. Mm -hmm. And one little pot of Juul is supposed to contain the same amount of nicotine as a pack of cigarettes. Wow. Mm. So if you can imagine these kids, you Mm. know, hitting their Juul, um, they don't call them e-cigarettes or vaping, it's Juuling. And they're just going crazy for it. Mm. Because someone was passing one around at the 86 Mm. the other night. Yeah, Mm. yeah. And they said, oh, I get them in from America. This is a Juul. Yeah. And I was like, what's a Juul? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I've never heard of that story now. 20% owned by a tobacco company. Wow. At least. And a new CEO from the tobacco company, the new Mm. chief. Oh, yeah, I, I wanted hate, a twist. I, <laughs> I hate yeah. vaping mostly because you always smell some delicious food and you walk around the corner, some <laughs> asshole vaping on the corner. I'm like, disappointment. There's no apple pie here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't but, know. I'm focusing on the fug. Like, you know, you, yeah. know, you don't really yeah. know when you're breathing in and out someone else's yeah, air, but when you have the vapor, well, it's really mm-hmm. an aerosol. Yeah. When you yeah. breathe that, it's like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm breathing <laughs> someone else's air. We got one of the jewels while we were in london because mm-hmm. oh, did you really everybody has them and i was like all right i want to try this thing <laughs> i want to be cool i 100 <laughs> believe you on the fact that they're more addictive yeah. because of the nicotine content because i had one and i was like i need more yeah. like my nicotine uptake went up and i was yeah. like oh my god this is ridiculous so there's a like, few people reporting their nicotine uh, use goes up because they're yeah. it's easy mm-hmm. so you get to the end of a cigarette it's a natural stop point you get to the end of yeah. a packet it's a natural stop point yeah but you can keep using your, your vaping device going. for oh, yeah. a long for time and so you can oh, use it like a sorry. lot more <laughs> yeah. yeah and and also because you haven't broken that addiction to nicotine and mm. you haven't broken some of those um, sensory cues like you know yeah. the hand-to-mouth action the inhaling something there's there is some concern that in fact people are using e-cigarettes will be more likely to relapse to cigarettes okay. because they're widely available yeah yeah you know, if your device breaks mm. or it runs out of charge That's or you it. haven't ordered the liquid, yeah. of course Just you go run back to, to the store. Or, mm. yeah. And there's really good evidence now around doing both mm. is even mm. worse than doing one or the other. Yeah. 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 So Vaping yeah. and Double. smoking. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. So if we can ban nicotine liquid, how come we can't just ban cigarettes? <laughs> A million dollar <laughs> yeah, question. Yeah, I know. Seriously. So, so actually nicotine hasn't been banned in response to yeah. e-cigarettes. It was already banned. It was used as a pesticide. Oh, jeez. So it's, it? actually yeah. cu- it's actually controlled under poisons laws in oh, Australia. Oh, mm. So before e-cigarettes came around, nicotine was bought, banned under poisons law. And so... It, the problem now is mm. you have to sort of overturn this poisons law to allow nicotine to be sold legally, mm-hmm. liquid nicotine. Oh, wow. um, why can't we ban cigarettes? Oh, look, <laughs> I tell you, I, uh, there is part of me that would just love to because mm-hmm. so many people say, I want to quit. I'm trying to quit. Yeah. I, I, you know, if you just took them away, my hairdresser keeps telling me he wants to get locked up. Yeah. Oh, just like locked away, just, cold yeah, turkey. Just send yeah. me to prison. I'll be yeah. fine. No fail in bio. You can still yeah, get yeah, cigarettes totally. in. Prison. Oh yeah, I was like, don't <laughs> like the whole prison smoke. <laughs> spit don't, from I, don't, I don't want to smoke. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, so the the challenge is that you know for a long time t- tobacco companies lobbied politicians mm-hmm. and all sorts of things like this, and we yeah. actually have written to our laws that tobacco is actually exempted from all of those things that kill people. So oh, asbestos, wow. for example, is banned, lead paint's yeah. banned, lead petrol's banned. We can't get rid of cigarettes. Mm-hmm. And if we tried to, the tobacco companies would take us to court in, in a blinding flash mm-hmm. and we would, and the whole country would be sued just like it was over plain packaging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at this stage, it doesn't look like we can get rid of this thing that kills two out of three people who mm-hmm. use their product as intended. I love getting guests on because it's, Part Mythbusters. Whenever people tell me stuff at the yeah. bar, and I'm yeah. like, oh, that doesn't sound yeah. true. But someone had told me that. Uh, so in Australia, we had the plain packaging mm-hmm. sort of what would you call it? Not a legislation. Yeah, legislation. Yeah. Yeah. Legislation. So yeah. our cigarette packets mm-hmm. are all identical, yeah. um, with big health warnings, but they're also this like repulsive diarrhea Ooh, sort yeah. of brownish yeah. green oh. color. Yeah. And my friend said, oh, no, they did a study and said, this is like one of the least liked colors. Oh, so it's like... Oh. Like, it's just like not an appealing color. Yeah. Is that, yeah, I think you might be right. Is that... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And and there may, may well be some sort of crazy story too that... Uh, there was like some of people were calling it like an avocado green and the avocado industry complained. Oh, no. <laughs> Damn. So it, it is a very unattractive, unappealing colour. No one wants Not that yeah. colour. Nobody yeah. wants that colour. You can Google it if you're listening at home, but it is yeah. like a, a vomitous kind of... Yeah. Yuck. It's yeah. 
these are a few of my favorite things. <laughs> but it, it broke a lot of the associations yeah. between brands and tobacco products. Totally. It's so been huge. Really, you know, we know how, how young people mm, um, yeah. are really attracted to brands and all the marketing. So yeah. all the marketing had been done for a very long time. It's um, gone. It's gone. Window, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So everyone's heard of Quitline. If they say they haven't, they're a dirty liar. <laughs> um, it's, so Quitline's a telephone-based support and counselling service. Counsellors I hear now receive training for LGBTQIA plus um, safe and affirmative practice. How did that come about? Well, it came about um, that we needed to... I think it was part of the whole package. We needed to have a start having a conversation yeah. about smoking with um, queer community. Mm. And then we had to look at it and go, well, the research tells us that actually queer people who try to stop do succeed, mm -hmm. but they don't use the services as much. So are we actually doing best practice on our quit line? Mm. Are we actually yeah. making sure that we are culturally affirmative, inclusive? Yeah. <laughs> hey, let's not just know that we're all nice people and that <laughs> some of our counsellors you know, are members of the community. Let's actually kind of double check this. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah. and we did. And we weren't doing too badly, but we thought we could improve. So we worked with Thorn Harbour Health and... Uh, and they gave us some extra training and, and we do call reflection and make mm -hmm. sure that we're asking all the right questions, mm. that we're being very supportive, which was happening anyway, but but making sure that we were providing it in a way that was going to resonate with members of the community. And, you know, only members of the community who yeah. use the service can tell us it's culturally safe. Yeah. But what, and we haven't looked at that yet, but what we are really loving. I'll get loving, back to you. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I've got to leave. I've got to make a call. I might hold you to that. We could do a little test. <laughs> but what we're finding is people will call and we ask them the questions and, and then about on the second or third call, they'll say, hey, you know, you asked if I was, you know, LGBTQIA+. Plus. Mm -hmm. Well, actually I am. And I feel okay telling you about it mm -hmm. now on the okay. second or third call. Uh, oh. or, or people who've used the service before, now we ask them, they go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I've used the service before and I'm a repeat visitor if you like. And yeah, I am. So mm. I think oh. we've got it right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll keep checking on it, and I'm sure Thorn Harbour Health will keep us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> keep us mm. on the straight and narrow there. Pardon the expression. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how we go with it. Great. So something that's fascinating to me, uh, especially around education and and some of the things that make members of our community feel safe or inclusive is uh, getting like gender pronouns correct mm. or just knowing the right terminology to use mm. when you're not sure of someone's preferred gender. Has there been any research into the link between gender identification and smoking? And mm. like, I, I just wonder about that because it yeah, must so be- Yeah, it's a great question. So um, there's been a, a small study that I think I read a long time ago now about how trans masculine people smoked more. Yes. And the, there was some, some feedback, for, I guess, from the the, res the qualitative research they'd done that it was part of affirming their gender because... A gender expression. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, so males smoke a lot more than females mm. pretty much across the globe. There's only a couple of instances where women's smoking rates is, is higher than men's. So I think that there, there must be something in that. And mm. certainly there's this one study that showed that transmasculine people mm. smoked more. So mm. probably about affirming that gender. Fascinating. Wow. Mm. Thank you. That's very interesting. I think it's stuff we still need to look into. Yeah. You know, mm. It's it's all it's part of that huge collection of things we just don't yet know. Yeah. Mm. Uh, going back to the Queer Film Festival, voting is open until the 2nd of February. It'll actually be the day after this episode airs. So you have right. a very short window get of time to, to get online. <laughs> um, yeah. You They're very short films. It only takes a few minutes to go and watch them. So, yeah. you know, like I said, even if you don't care about smoking, go and support some young filmmakers. Yeah. Some young queer filmmakers. Yeah. Um, hop online. Do, do you mind saying that address yeah, again? So you did it so well. Wit.org.au forward slash quit flicks. And the flicks is F-L-I-C-K-S. Yes. Right. Awesome. Or just Google. Yeah. Yeah. Hop online. <laughs> yeah, or just we'll yeah. put a link in We'll put there. a link somewhere. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yes, in Jump our group. on it. Have yeah. a look. Vote for your favourite. Uh, and... Yeah, go and support them. Love Great. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming in today. Thank you so Sarah. much. Thank <laughs> you. Chatting. I'm and I'm so glad I've got another Quitline referral for yeah. Luke. Thank Yay. you for going <laughs> easy on me. I was sweating outside. <laughs> going, oh, oh, my no God. Judgments. No judgment. <laughs> no, it's a tough one. I've been to it. The first ever cigarette I had, I stole off of my uncle because yeah. I wanted to be the sexy, mysterious lady. From <laughs> And so I kept it in my bag for like two and a half weeks because oh I was too nervous. Oh I was just like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this. Yeah. And when I finally got up the courage to smoke it and 
pulled it out the bottom mm. of my bag it had snapped oh, no. and so I got like a glue stick I glued oh, it no, back together that good for you. and then took it outside and smoked it with like a packet of matches yeah. in my right. grandma's backyard very cool. <laughs> very, that's, very cool that's really cool <laughs> I, got, I got sick immediately oh, yeah. I can't even smoke like the few times I've been out and people have offered me a cigarette I'm like I'm cool I can do this and like have a puff and just cough for like 15 minutes so yeah. there's no hope for me and that's good I'm happy yeah, with that yeah. I think yeah you don't want to be the guy that takes up smoking in your no. late 20s God, it no. just doesn't logistically no, I'm fine I'm very fine <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> totally throw my statistics out <laughs> yeah yeah there's plenty of us yeah. already mate oh boy anyway, Great. thanks again <laughs> thank, thank you, you so Sarah much. that was lovely really awesome. enjoyed it <laughs> Thank you to Charlie Baby for coming in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to the, uh, everyone that uh, rocked up to recording. Yeah. Oh, this, especially this. Sarah White. <laughs> she was lovely to speak to. Yeah. Yeah. Very informative. She was great. Loved to have what her. What a guess. I, f I was so worried that was going to turn into some weird episode of intervention. <laughs> <laughs> we have gathered you uh, here today because we care about you. Because we're concerned. <laughs> yeah. Will you take up this help if it is offered to you? <laughs> That's just great. But um, yeah, we hope you enjoyed our episode. Yeah, we have a little after show coming up as well. We're going to talk some potential futures oh, yeah. for the LGBT community. Some years and years. Some years and years. Yeah. And um, if you haven't yet booked tickets to our Melbourne show, uh, they're selling. Tickets are selling fast. For next week. We've got yeah, like a Get week. It, We've got gags, yep. goopery. <laughs> but also, if we if we don't, <laughs> if we don't make don't make fun of us. <laughs> I'm gonna do a yeah. death drop. Oh god! The okay. last time I was in I'm a tent, I'm gonna make you do a death drop. The last time I was in a tent, six people died. Wow. <laughs> so don't miss that. <laughs> See you next so Friday. <laughs> you don't want to not get tickets yeah, to that look show. under your chair <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right we'll see you next week bye, bye. bye. <laughs>Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.